Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Real Talk Radio with Lee and Donna. Um, this is we're in the month of June, and you know kids are going to be getting out of school soon, um, and they're going to be in the water more. The summer heat, the water. And, you know, we just wanted to share some really important information, some statistics and information regarding summer safety, both on children and we're going to share some on animals as well because a lot of people forget about that and they forget about the animals too. You know, um, summer safety, you know, in the U.S., every year it's estimated about 39,000, or a little over 39, excuse me, 3,900 fatal unintentional drownings, you know, and that includes the boating-related drownings, and that gives us an average of 11 drowning deaths per day. That's like um, even one is too many. It is just absolutely crazy. Um, you know, I've been reading stories reading some new stories um, about something I hadn't even considered um, because I never had it in a a pet door. It's a doggy door. Um, And I've been reading more than one article about a child who has crawled out the doggy door and ended up being drowning in the pool. Um, Kids are quick. They are lightning quick. And so this is just another thing that, you know, we really have to remember. If you have a doggy door, Seal it up somehow um, if you've got to. Uh, do whatever you have to do to, to help, you know, protect your child. Because, like I said, we know kids are quick. And the drowning happens, you know, snapping the fingers here, happens happens that fast. Um, it's scary. It's heartbreaking. And, you know, so I'm just going to give you a couple of little statistics here, right, from Stanford Children's Health. They state that approximately 830 children ages 14 and under drown every year. That's 830 children. And, you know, if you're not aware of this, drowning is the second leading cause of unintentional death for kids ages 1 to 4 and from 10 to 14. And it's just, it's mind-boggling. It's mind-blowing. And for those... We ones that are less than a year old, drowning is the third leading cause of death. And a lot of that for the infants, it happens in the tub. It can happen in an inch of water. So even if you're let go and turn, just turn to grab a towel or something, it can happen that quick. So please be very, very aware of that. Um, There's an average of about 3,600 injuries a year due to children two children due to near-drowning incidents, and more than half of those drowning among infants occur, as I said, in a bathtub. Um, it's pretty scary, and people don't you consider the, the, the toilets and buckets. You've got a bucket of water. We, both Donna and I, have read horror stories of, of babies falling in headfirst into the buckets and drowning, and in toilets, um, that does happen, too. I've not personally read a ton of stories, but they do happen. It does happen. And the third of these drownings, they, they happen in the pools at, at the homes of your family, friends, neighbors. Um, so always, always be aware. Um, 
if you have to tether that child to you, tether them. If you have to, if you don't have any special, um, I don't like to call them leashes, but like a harness, um, implement those, use them. I did not have a harness um, when my son was little. He's now 42. Um, but I certainly did take a leash type and leash type um, lead and wrapped it around him and secured it to him and to myself. You know, when we would go to the malls, absolutely. Kids get lost in less than a blink of an eye. And, you know, there's a lot of scary people out there. So be aware. And, you know, it doesn't matter if people look at you funny. You've got a harness on your kid. You're keeping your child safe. And, and that's the big thing. You know, children under the ages of four, uh, four and under, you know, they are more likely to drown than other age groups, and they account for the most at-home drownings. It's just frightening, absolutely frightening. So I want to share those statistics with you because, you know, I feel they're very, very important. And I'm going to turn this over to you, Donna. Thank you, Lee. They are very important, and the statistics are unreal. I cannot believe how high they are. I know if you're like me and you live in a very cold state like Pennsylvania, once June hits, it's officially summer. If getting out of the house sounds appealing, trust me, you're not alone. (laughs) Um, COVID (laughs) is back, and it's on the rise (laughs) here in Pennsylvania, so we want to remind everyone, you know, to take precautions. And the CDC recommends you um, continue safe social distancing, um, staying six feet apart, wearing a mask, and washing your hands. With that said, everyone loves fun in the sun. And the biggest thing with me is having children and then now grandchildren is protecting them from the sun. When I was younger, I was um, sunburnt really bad. I actually had sun poison, and I really got sick from it. But back then, you know, skin care, sunscreen, and all that wasn't like it is today. So we want to remind you to protect your child from the sun. When you're outside, use sunscreen, and an SPF of 15 or higher is recommended. You should apply it every 30 minutes before going outside and then reapplying every two hours after being in the water or sweating with outdoor activities. Keep your children age one or under, out of the sun as much as possible. I used to take and use like a umbrella, and I would sit like my baby basket underneath it, especially when we were at the beach. And I would sit the baby right under the little basket, but then I always wore like loose clothing on him, just, you know, so that he could be there, but yet he was, you know, protected. Because a lot of children under the age of six months, they're not allowed to use any sort of sunscreen. And now they say they have doctor-recommended ones where they can be six months, some some of them are nine months old. But, you know, it's still very risky. So, you know, the best thing recommended is to try to keep them in the shade or protected through clothing. Um, If your children are outside, make sure you keep them hydrated and let them take cool breaks in the shade. Another big thing is everyone loves to travel in the summer. I'm guilty. I I love to travel. I love day trips. I love week-long vacations. I love the beach. (laughs) But one thing that that we always did was – You know, a lot of people, we would rent a car. When we were going on vacation, we would rent a car because we always had our kids, and then we would have other kids that tagged along with us 
we'd have other family members or friends. Um, and a lot of times, like, the kids would pile in, and I noticed a lot of the kids that come along with us, they didn't have a booster seat or a car seat. So if you're going to travel and you're going to ride on a plane or even in the car, you should make sure that every kid under the age of 13 that is in need of them, because it goes by weight and height, it no longer goes by kind of like they're in the infant seat, then they move on, and then they're in the toddler seat, and then they're out. You know, there's a lot of rules now compared to the old days. I mean, back when I was a kid, you used to jump in the family car, and you'd be off, and you didn't even know what a seatbelt was. <laughs> so um, that's that's a big thing when you're traveling. Uh, water safety, you know, never leave your children alone or near water, not even for a minute. Like Lee said, with you can turn your back and within a second to grab a towel, and that child can be in the water, for myself, I cannot swim, and I made a pact with my grandson last year that we were both going to learn to swim. Well, that didn't happen because of COVID, and they shut down the classes, and, you know, there was no one-on-one contact, so they closed down the classes. But I know myself, um, I was 32 years old. I almost drowned, and it was one of the scariest things in my life. And I can't even imagine a child drowning. I can't even imagine, you know, anyone, but especially a child. But I know myself, it, it scared to death out of me, you know. So with me, I'm very precautious when I have the kids by the pool, whether we're on vacation or we're at home. I do make the little guys wear safety jackets, life jackets. Um, I make sure that they're comfortable and they fit them well. And, um, you know, I'm always very cautious if they want to go swimming in the lake or the river. It's just, swimming scares me in general, and I think a lot of it has to do with, like I said, I can't swim. But one of the biggest things I recommend is make sure that you supervise your children around water and make sure that there is always a lifeguard on duty. Back to you, Lee. Uh, thank you, Donna. Yeah, it's, I can't even imagine, you know, possibly, you know, the – Drowning. Um, I have this fear of drowning, but I love water, but I'm going to be safe and, you know, do things right. It's all about having a buddy with you, and that's important for children to have um, as well. It's like don't go out there by yourself. It's like you're going to swim. You swim with a buddy, and if the kids are not old enough, I mean, you've got to have somebody that keeps literally a constant eye on them because – Drowning can happen in an instant. You're at the beach. You're having fun. You know, I'm one for the umbrella, too, <laughs> um, because it does help give you some shade, keep you, keeps you a bit cooler. And like Donna said, stay hydrated because, yeah, I, I recommend I sip water all day long. Um, I've always got a bottle of water in my hand, so when that's empty, I get another one. <clears throat> but in the minute that you're out and, you know, you feel thirsty, you've already begun to dehydrate. And in the summer heat, and when you have extreme heat here in northwest Florida, um, it's just, you're in triple digits, and it's just crazy. Um, It's easy to get dehydrated. Um, It happens fast. Um, It's something I want to talk about, about kids and animals in the car, in the heat. Um, No. (laughs) And the big, bold letters Neon, if you, if, you, if you need them, you know, it'd be neon, a ton of exclamation points. No, you do not leave either one in a vehicle um, in the heat. Um, and children, you don't leave them in the car alone whatsoever at all. Um, 
you know, teenagers are, you know, when they get old enough, I mean, that's that's one thing. But we're talking about the smaller kids. And I, I want to bring up pets, pets in cars in the heat. You know, you never, 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 never leave your, your pet alone in a parked vehicle um, and in the heat. And by leaving an animal in the car, in a hot car, it can lead to fatal heat stroke. And let me tell you something. It is illegal in several states. It's making its way around. Um, unfortunately, it's not in every single state at this point. It, where it should be, though. You know, as as your pet's temperature rises, they... They may begin to feel sick. They'll exhibit heat exhaustion signs like excessive panting. And, yes, dogs do cool down somewhat through their panting, but not when you've got them in a hot car, in a hot vehicle with, you know, the windows cracked or I've only gone in for just a minute. And I cracked the windows. I left them some water. That's not acceptable. And... You know, without sharing the poster's name, there was someone locally here who actually made a post and shared their comments on that, and it's just mind-blowing. It was, it was, you know, someone noticed a couple of dogs in a vehicle with the windows just, you know, with the windows were cracked. They were cracked open a little bit, but it was extremely hot. It was 96 degrees with the heat index because I had checked just five minutes prior to seeing their posting and they had left a local depart a local store where they noted animals in the hot car so first thing they did was call the call the law they called 911 and that's something that you that is you call 911 and while they were waiting for a, a unit to be dispatched you know the the person um, came out of the store, and they were like, oh, I was only gone about five minutes. I wasn't in there long. I left the windows cracked, and, you know, that it's really angering. It's really upsetting because they chose not to learn from that incident. They're like, well, I was only gone five minutes, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I'm, I'm grateful to that person that called 911, and if it was any longer, I mean, you, you call 911, and then, if the animals are in, in danger and you need to get them out, you need to get to them. I mean, you, you've already called law enforcement, and you can break the windows to free those animals, but there's a process to go through. Um, and Donna and I will share, share links on Facebook. Uh, we'll share them on AU4H Facebook page. But there's, <coughs> excuse me, on a warm day, the temps inside a vehicle can rise rapidly to unbelievably dangerous levels, and it can affect the organs of your animal. It can cause it can cause death. And on an 85 degree day, for example, 85 degrees, the temp inside a car with the windows slightly cracked can reach 102 degrees within 10 minutes. That's within 10 minutes. After 30 minutes, the temp is up at 120 degrees, please, and your animal may suffer irreversible organ damage, or they may die. And you know, it doesn't matter if like you're going in there for five minutes, or six minutes, or two minutes. Don't leave them at home. And if you have a service animal, that's a different thing. You've got to take the animal with you. And what I have for my dog, my Chihuahua, I have what's called a cooling vest. It is well worth it. It cost me, I think, about $25. Um, and I can't remember exactly because I got it for him probably about four years ago, five years ago. No, goodness, that was about six years ago. 
and it is worth every penny and then some because you can get that that cooling vest you get it in water and you you bring it out and you put it on your animal and let me tell you that works really good they have them for individuals as well you can go to go to amazon and you know check check out and they have all different kinds um they have some for those who have ms and for other um illnesses and that's how i first became aware of those for people but your animals absolutely and if you take them i get so angry i see people walking their animal on pavement on the road and it's you know 9,800 degrees, and they don't realize, okay, the pads of your animal, the pads on your pet's feet burn very quickly. If you can't put your hand down, and I think they say, you know, the back of your hand, but I put my palm in my hand because to me that's more sensitive. But if I can't have my bare feet on the ground, on pavement, for any more than, you know, five seconds, 15 seconds. I know it's too hot for that, for my dog. Um, and so you really need to be aware of that. You know, there's, there's so much out there that, that you don't understand, you don't realize, and there are people I hope, I have helped to educate and they have, they have paid attention to that. Oh, I didn't know that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm like, here, try this. You know, put your hand down there on the pavement. Can you hold it down there for, you know, and they're like, they didn't realize how hot it got. I said, well, that's imagine your your pet's, you know, feet, the the bare bare feet. And, you know, when, when you're home, you know, you've got to keep them cool. And if you've got an animal that you keep outside, you have got to give them proper shade. And when it gets as hot as it does here sometimes it's like you really need to be bringing that animal inside because it's extreme temps and they're not different they're not any different than us they res- they don't res- they respond a little bit differently to heat than we do but the dogs sweat primarily through their feet and just having a fan for them doesn't cool them off as effectively as it may work for you or I and you know if you need to go back and read some more information on this, on the dogs in the hot cars and, you know, the other dangers for them in the summer, you can go to the ASPCA.org. CDC has information. The Humane Society.org has information and resources. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, because a dog can easily get heat stroke as well. And, tell you, um, and those animals that are particular risk for heat stroke are, are ones that are very old, um, very young, the overweight, ones that may have some kind of a health issue. And, and animals, if you've got a breed of dog that has short muzzles, you know, or the pushed-in nose like the pugs and boxers and shih tzus, um, they have a much more difficult time breathing in extreme heat and if your animal is suffering from heat stroke or you think they may be move them into the shade or an air-conditioned area Um, you can apply cold towels or a cold washcloth to the head or even gel ice packs their neck and their chest Um, you can run cool not cold it that's not good you run cool or water over them and, and let them drink a little bits of water at a time or lick an ice cube and then take them directly to your veterinarian so there's a lot of a lot of people that don't don't realize that um so please you know don't you don't forget the children don't forget the animals and never never ever leave either one in a, in a hot car 
you know, I I know that there's I I can't stand getting on in the morning and reading the news and yet another child has died because oh I forgot them in the car. There's a lot of that and that happens. Unfortunately, we're seeing it with with daycares. It's like you've got to be protecting these kids. They we put your put the kids in your care and you forgot that they were in the van. You forgot they were in, you know, the car. Um like I just I can't fathom that and I know Donna can't either. It's neither one of us. It's just it's mind boggling. So, you know, if it's hot out, leave your animal at home and do not leave them in the car, you know. I don't care, you know, if you're only going in the store for a minute. And like I said, the cooling vest, if you've got service animals and you don't know about the cooling vest, now you do. Um, and, and please, please check that out for your animal. They have them for, you know, small dogs to large dogs, and they are worth every penny. And if you need more resources, you know, we can post, we'll be posting more. And like I said, the sites I gave you, um, the ASPCA, the Humane Society, and even the AVMA, which is the American Veterinary Medical Association. Um, they have a great deal of information, resources, and tools. <clears throat> you know, hundreds of pets die from heat exhaustion every single year because they are left in parked vehicles. And the explanations just keep keep repeating themselves. Oh, it'll be just a few minutes while I go into the store or but I cracked the windows. I cracked the windows. Or I, I made sure they have water and I cracked the windows. And that doesn't amount to squat. That amounts to absolutely nothing. So, you know, twenty degrees in ten minutes and you know, thirty degrees in twenty minutes and the longer you wait the higher it goes and the more damage that can be done to, you know, your, your poor animal, you know. And even on a 70-degree day, 70, 75-degree day, that's 110 degrees inside your vehicle. Stop and think about that. Let that sink in. You know, cracking the windows doesn't make a lick of difference. Doesn't make a lick of difference. So remember that. And it doesn't end with heat stroke. You know, so you want to... Make sure that your dog is safe in the vehicle. They have little doggy, um, I call them seats, but they have special things that you can put your dog in, you can harness them in, you can almost like seat belt them in and make them safe because even small animals, uh, you're, you're driving around, they can easily get underneath your your feet, they can get underneath, you know, the gas pedal or the brake pedal and that's just that's a recipe for disaster. So please, please um, look into all of this. If you need more information, we can help provide that to you. So, um, now over to you, Donna. Thank you, Lee. I always think of heat exhaustion during the summer. That's one of my biggest things. I remember my three-year-old grandson, he used to go to the park program, Oof. and I used to take him every morning at 9 o'clock. I'll never forget, we were there possibly 15 minutes, and he's out playing with all the kids. And all of a sudden, I seen him, like, fall down to the ground. And I'm waiting for him to get up because they were playing tag, and I thought he just kind of, you know, I thought he just kind of went down to the ground. 
I sat there a few seconds and he didn't get up and I stood up and I called his name. He didn't say nothing. He didn't move. Again, I called out for him. He didn't. I started walking towards him and then I just started running towards him. Well, when I got over there, he was literally, he was laying there. And I picked him up and I started shaking him. I said, come on, baby, wake up. Come on, baby, wake up. And it, it scared me. My heart about come right through my chest. And um, pretty soon he opened his eyes and he goes, I'm all right, Graham. He said, I just got hot. I had to lay down. That scared me so bad. And I remember taking him to the doctor just to have him checked out. And I told the doctor, I said, we were only outside 15 to 20 minutes. And I'm like, this is 9, 930 in the morning, you know. So it wasn't like he was out there in the, in the mix of the heat, the hot heat of the day. And the doctor told us that, you know, it can take over a small child's body like that in the matter of 10 to 15 minutes. So you really have to be cautious. My grandson's one of those kids to this day that all he drinks is water you know, just water constantly. So he was hydrated. He was, he had sunscreen on, he was um, dressed cool, but the sun still, you know, like took over his little body and it, it's, it scared me to death, you know? And after that, I, I was so like cautious to what I would do and I wouldn't do. And it almost scared me to take him out in the heat because like I said, when you see your child laying there on the ground, it scares, it scares the death out of you. And we did get the cooling towels. Um, we are a sports family. We sports all year long. And we actually got them for the boys for in the summertime for baseball. And it's like a, a little cooling towel, You, um, and they put it around their neck. And it does help keep them cool. So they are very nice. So, you know, heat exhaustion is real, and people need to really take it seriously. And not only heat exhaustion, but people can have a heat stroke, and if you work outside or you're up in age, it can really affect you greatly, but it can also affect small children. So, you know, really be cautious when it comes to heat exhaustion. Like I said, my grandson was three years old, and we were outside 15 to 20 minutes tops, and within that amount of time, it affected his tiny body. So if it can happen to my kid, it can happen to anyone's kid. So please, 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 please be cautious with your children and your animals. Back to you, Lee. Thank you, Donna. I remember that. I remember um, you sharing that. That was just absolutely terrifying. Um, and I can only imagine what I felt from you sharing that and how I would feel if I was actually there or that happened to my kid. This just absolute you know panic and like you said you know it's like it can happen to any any kid if it can happen to yours it can happen to anyone's child and you know he um, he, he was he's one of the ones that that he's a rare breed because he's you know water water most kids are like yeah give me soda i want soda i want this i want juice but um he's a smart well i was gonna say little boy um but he's He's a smart child. He's not so little anymore, but um, he's a very, very smart young man, um, and he's got a, you know, a wonderful Grammy, and, you know, it happened really quick, and, you know, I, I nearly, at one point, this was, I was down visiting um, family members, oh, it was around, it was after I'd moved in here, so probably about 2016, um, 2015 maybe, and it was like it was like 100 degrees. There's triple digits, and 
I ended up, almost ended up going to the emergency room for myself because, I, you know, my legs were cramping. I was ready. I could barely walk. Um, it was just crazy, you know. I mean, I'm drinking water. I drink water like crazy. Um, so, um, and, and I was about five minutes away from calling 911, which um, I finally began to feel better. Uh, but there's a lot of things you can do. Um, information on heat stroke at cdc.gov. And, you know, it, what to look for, what you can do um, to start, you know, I mean, heat rash, sunburn, heat cramps, then heat exhaustion, and then finally heat stroke, which is the worst. Um, if somebody's got a high body temp of 103 or higher, you know, along with the headache, dizziness, strong pulse, hot, red, dry, or damp skin, confusion, they can lose consciousness, you call 911 and move that person to a cooler place if at all possible um, or get some shade over them until EMS gets there. So um, those are just some of the summer safety tips that we wanted to share with you um, as, as we're into summer now. And, you know, just take heed, pay attention, and we'll be sharing some more tips again just as reminders um, in, in future shows because the summer temps are brutal. They're getting worse everywhere um, with each year. <coughs> Excuse me. So we, want, we want to thank you all for joining us and be safe, stay hydrated, stay aware, um, and... Be safe. And we know that there are people out there who have to work in the heat. You know, we've got law enforcement, EMS, you've got road workers, and, you know, we just lift a prayer for everyone's safety um, during the summer and during the extreme heats. And thank you all for joining us, and have a safe and happy summer. <laughs>